Win heard daily on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. So what do you want to, what do you need to do if you want to reduce risk? Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Listen, if you uh, have a question for me, I want to invite you to go to the website at uh, prudentmoney.com. There is a section there called the Ask Bob, and there's really a couple ways to get information. The first one is through an email. I've been doing that for years, taking your emails and answering them. I enjoy doing that, and uh, like I said, we've been doing that for a over a couple of decades now and then there's another way if if that's not enough help and sometimes it, it gets to a point with with email we can only do so much in in that and we need a little bit more time you can always go and book some time on my on my website i uh, put put our calendar out there and you can find some openings and we can have a conversation no cost no obligation it's one of the things that I've committed to do this year because I want to make sure that everybody has the ability to get their questions answered and get information. It's a resource that I really want to build upon. So that's all at the uh, website, prudentmoney.com. Let's talk a little bit about risk. You know, I've always said that risk is a stewardship issue. Managing risk is very important to the stewardship process. And it's not so much just about investment risk. There's every risk in our lives. You know, another risk we talk about is identity theft. What are you doing to manage identity theft? I think it's important for us to to look at risk and become a risk manager when it comes right down to it in our lives from uh, from a stewardship standpoint. And there are, and if you've been, if you've been to any of my uh, workshops or you've uh, watched any webinars that I've done, I always, almost always, open up with what I call the verse, the the verse of of risk. And what's always amazed me about this, and every time I talk about it, it it never never stops amazing me, is that. This particular verse is in the Book of Wisdom, Proverbs, and it's repeated, and you can find the same verse word for word two times in the same book, five chapters apart. Now, you know, I look at that, and I, I, I looked this up one time. I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, but it was, it's, it's uh, something like, out of all the, the, the verses in the Bible... It's like 245 verses are duplicate. And if you look and consider how many verses are in the Bible, it's a pretty amazing, amazing statistic because to me it says, 
hey, I want to make sure that you get this. And I don't think it, I don't think it's unintentional at all that this particular verse is, is word for word two times in the same book. And it goes like this. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Once again, a prudent person foresees danger and takes precaution. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Now, this isn't about a wise person takes his or her time to study both sides of the opinion. The opinion is that this is going to happen, or the opinion is that this is, or that's going to happen over the next 12 months. You know, I've talked about this is the time of the year where all the predictions and all the forecasts come out. And I've, I've had just some very real conversations over the last couple of weeks about risk, about people are very concerned about what's going on in this country, what could ultimately happen to the stock market. And these have very, been, been very uh, interesting conversations because they're, they're, not, uh, ir- they're not based on irrational fears or anything. These are, these are uh, conversations that are based on information that, that uh, people have researched and really taken a, a cold, hard look at. So the prudent, the wise person foresees danger. And that's not about predicting danger, forecasting danger. It's about being aware of beforehand. A situation where you have looked at the possibilities, you stay informed, which I think is is really important for us all to do. And then the second part of that is to take precautions. And this this is what typically happens is that if we get to that place where we st- study, uh, read articles, and, and, and really try to understand what could happen, what's ahead of us, if we get to that, that spot, very f- a small percentage go forward to the next stop to take precautions, to move in that investments around, to in act, to activate a plan B, you know, and plan A is when the market goes up. Plan B is when the risk builds to such a, a, a point that you've, that you've got to have that plan B, the alternative plan to invest. Now, pop culture finance is there is no such thing as a plan B. You don't change anything. You just let the volatility, which I would argue is much, it's much bigger than volatility. But very few people take precautions. And that is the whole point of today's program is about, of course, understanding the danger ahead, the potential danger ahead. Nobody has a crystal ball. The potential danger ahead and taking the precautions. Because if you're not doing any of that, it's about just being a simpleton. I've never been really big on that word. I, uh, I, I prefer the uninformed. Because maybe it's, it's just not a big value 
for a person to take the time to get informed. Uh, the simpleton or the uninformed, they do go blindly on. And if, you know, I don't think anybody, this isn't about predicting the future, like I said. This is about foreseeing danger, foreseeing risks, and looking at it and saying to yourself, Does, do these risks build to the point to where it, it makes it a good idea to take precautions? Is the risk meter, if you will, if it goes from 1 to 10, is it at a 9? Is it at an 8? And that's what you have to, that's, that's, these are the kind of questions you've got you've to search out for yourself and pray about it. That's the stewardship aspect of managing for risk. Or, once again, you can go blindly on and just suffer this, the consequences of whatever that risk turns out to be because it's often, oftentimes, we don't know what that risk is going to be. And we're going to talk about what the risks are, at least what I think it is. And then you can answer one simple question. Is it time to prepare and take precautions? Now, I had David Wright on yesterday, and uh, really, I've interviewed him a couple times. Great book, uh, Bonfire of the Sanities. And I really, I like a lot of the things that uh, that he says and that he believes in. And he and I have both been advisors more than 30 years. He's, I think he's been two or three years uh, more than I have. And we both, uh, it's interesting, we both think a lot alike. And maybe that's because we've, we've been in the business for so long. We've kind of seen everything. And what I don't, he said, made a point about, you know, I'm not a negative person. I just share my concerns. And I think that, which is something that I want to re reiterate to you, I know I talk about a lot of the negativity. And it's not to be negative. It's not to be a gloom and doomer. It's not anything like that. You have to talk about the other side of the story to understand if it makes sense. It's, for, it's, it's part of the foreseeing of dangers. You've got to have the other side of the story to understand if it makes sense to initiate a plan B. It is all about understanding risk, taking those steps based on your risk tolerance and your goals. You know, some of the conversations that I have is about being at a certain point in your life where maybe it's not in your nature to, to take less risk, but it's important at this point in your life because of what, uh, you could, maybe you're going to retire here in the next two or three years. But it's important to understand the other side of the story. And, and the observant are always asking, what is the other side of the story? When you hear something that is... And, and I, I, think, I, I think that there's, there's, there's uh, opinions that, that are extreme to the positive side, just like extreme to the negative side, which we're going to talk about that as well, that you've got to, uh, to be careful about. 
But uh, so don't take it as negative. We're just looking at what are what are the what's the other side of the story, and then you can choose where you stand. You can start foreseeing what what you may look at and go. You know, Bob, I I think you're you're way that uh, that you're way off. There's there's not a, the the danger that you see here. We're going to cover all that here in a very uh, uh, short second half of the program. Hey, this is Bob Brooks. Stick around. I'll be right back. Dynamic, practical, life-changing. There's no point in going to church and not letting the Christ who gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost change your life. Join us each day as Pastor Paul Shepard applies the timeless truth of Scripture to everyday life. It's Destined for Victory on this great station. Weekday afternoons at 3.30 here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Hi, I'm Jill Taylor, inviting you to join me each Saturday morning at 11 o'clock for Choose Life Radio. You'll hear people from across America sharing their stories of faith, forgiveness, redemption, and restoration. Choose Life Radio will encourage you to fully appreciate the gift of life. You may also find help for you or a friend in need. So please join me Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock right here on Bible School Radio 91.3. Confrontation isn't comfortable. and Sometimes it doesn't feel like the Christian thing to do. But in Acts chapter 8, verse 20, Peter confronts Simon the magician for his wickedness. And he doesn't shy away from calling Simon to repent. Thursday on Focal Point, Pastor Mike Favares explains how we can deal confidently and effectively with sin to bring about real repentance. Learn more Thursday on Focal Point. Focal Point, weekday mornings at 8.30, here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. I was, t- I was trying to say, I couldn't, the word was not coming to me. I was trying to say there before the break, it was not short, but jam-packed. That's what we got, jam-packed. A lot of information to cover in this second half of the program. So if you missed any of the first half, you can always go listen to the podcast. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, we're probably there. I can't think of where, we're, where we don't put, uh, put the podcast. So go check it out. I know a lot of people listen to podcasts, and I am truly grateful for that as we all try to understand all this, uh, what's going on, and make good decisions. Because believe me, the only thing I've got is well, I can sit and discuss what I feel like are the dangers, but uh, I'm not here to predict anything because it's tough, tough to know what's going to happen. Okay, so the question is, is it time to prepare? for risk has risk gotten high enough and you know i think that this is an individual thing per person if risk has gotten to the point to where yes it is high enough and it is at a point to where i need to take action need to go with that plan b and understand what to do to preserve money and like I said, you will not get that encouragement. And I'm not encouraging that. I'm encouraging you to, to make the decision, a, a wise decision on whether that makes sense for you, that is based on prayer and God's peace and uh, totally through the eyes of, uh, of stewardship, the filter of stewardship. 
Well, one of the things that I do in, in uh, what I used to do in, in workshops, and we used to have them live at the very beginning of the year, is write down these are the risks that I think we're headed towards in this coming year. And uh, <clears throat> if I was going to do that today, I would start with interest rates. Uh, you know, this is this is one of the things that I I truly don't have an opinion. Well, I do have an opinion about it, but I don't have a, a an opinion as to what the out the ultimate outcome is. Of this interest rates, the Fed, which the Federal Reserve Board controls, is something they raise interest rates. When inflation is going up to curb, to control uh, inflation, and they lower interest rates when they want to stimulate the economy and when inflation has gotten too high. We still have a healthy dose of inflation. And the problem that you're going to have is if they come in there and they start cutting interest rates, they are going to reignite a mania in the stock market. They're going to reignite a mania in the, the all, every investment type that that uh, that was turned into uh, uh, bubbles, investment bubbles before January 20, 2022. I believe we'll be uh, right back and we'll be seeing them ignite right before our very eyes. Because that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants lower interest rates so we can get back to where we were prior to the bear market. And I just don't think that's going to be a good outcome. The next one is inflation. I still believe that the inflation rate will stay steady this year, but at what point will it be too much? And uh, I think the, the, the smaller probability is that it starts to climb again. But even, and I've talked about this many times, even though, even the, just the sustainability of the level of inflation that we are at, minus what the government says, because the CPA, CPI, Consumer Price Index, I don't believe is a good indicator of all inflation. And uh, that's, that's, we've talked about that uh, many, many times. But are consumers able to handle it and deal with this current bout of inflation that just doesn't seem to go away. What's that end up looking like? Geo geopolitical concerns, you know, we're talking about war. The last thing anyone wants is for the United States to get dragged into a, into a war. And, and I think the problem is that we're, we're slowly but surely seeing that spread to other countries. And that is a, a big issue, or could be a big issue. Recession, this was supposed to be the year of recession. Everybody was predicting it. Now, you know how I feel when everybody thinks the same way. Usually everybody is wrong. And uh, But the thing is, is that you can look at indicators that are, I'm, I'm not talking about 90% accurate, I'm talking about 100% accurate. We're all predicting a recession. And uh, right now I would say that it will, according to government figures, which we don't know if those are right or wrong, could be uh, uh, are predicting that uh, there is absolutely no recession in our future. But remember, recession is a cause and effect reality. Something negative causes the economic decline to occur and eventually evolve into a recession. 
And, uh, you know, usually, and this is the thing, usually it's something that we don't see coming. And uh, that's something that, uh, the, a theme that I want to really stress is that I can sit here and talk about the, uh, the, the big areas of risk, but the, the one thing that, uh, that, that happens that causes everything to go south is probably something we have not seen. Then there's the stock market. And, uh, you know, the, the one observation that I would make about the stock market is that markets that go through a bear market generally look all about the, the same way when they start to recover, when they come out of the, out of the uh, bear market. This, there, this is one of the most mild recoveries, if, we, if you really want to call it a recovery. And it makes me wonder if we're just at the beginning of a, of a long-term bear market cycle. Now, I know there's a lot of people who would disagree with that, absolutely think I, that I've lost my, my mind for even saying so, but uh, I'm just going based on, uh, based on uh, history and what history has to, to, sh to show. And then, of course, there's the presidential election. Now, we could get, um, we can go about all, all different kinds of scenarios on that, which I'm not uh, willing to do, because it's all just speculation. But uh, I, I do believe it is, you want to talk about the unknown, I think that's, that's, a, that's a big unknown. Maybe, and maybe, maybe you don't, you look at it and you say, I don't think it's a big unknown because pre, uh, presidential candidate X is going to, I uh, feel very confident they're going to win, uh, that they're going to do this. And, you know, it, it's, it's not about whether we agree with one another on any of this. It's about how we personally handle risk in our own life. So that, that's what, uh, that, that's what it is, what it's about. But there's, there's, and I want to stress this, there's two kinds of risk as we talk about the unknown. Like I said, what we see, what we don't see, and the, 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 the movie, the Titanic, always comes to mind, is that when you see the ship heading, all of a sudden there's an iceberg, and the captain is trying to slow the boat down and maneuver around the iceberg, but what he realizes is just the tip of a massive, massive iceberg below the surface, and of course rips up that ship and tears it up. And that's the best way that I could, that I could uh, describe what we're looking at right here is that we can see a lot of icebergs, the tips of a lot of icebergs. But which one's going to be the one that's, that's problematic because it's so big underground? I mean, I think this was the, the, a good example of this. And I remember talking about during the financial crisis, that was that was an incredible time to be on the radio, I'll tell you. 2007 to 2009, the things that were occurring during the day, during the market, and to, to get on the radio and talk about it was just an unbelievable opportunity, but just so many moving parts. And we could see, and we, we, would, we would talk about back, dealing back to 2006, we would talk about on the radio the problems with the mortgages and how they were, how... Uh, mortgage companies were were writing, giving people money, writing mortgages for everybody. They had they were lying on on uh, applications. I mean, it was just 
it was just this mania of, ir of irresponsibility. And then it turns out that, the, that uh, th these people couldn't have run the wrong loans. And then you had all the, forecl the foreclosures, the real estate bust, all that happened. But that wasn't even the bad stuff. It was all of the toxic loans that, that ended up uh, being the biggest risk of all that almost took down the entire financial system. And as we're wrapping up here, this is one of the things that, that um, and, I, and I'll get to this the next time we, uh, we have some time to talk about this. But this is the, 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 way, that, uh, the way that I look at it is that 2008 was so traumatic for the stock market that sometimes I wonder if it, is, if, it, if it has changed the stock market's look at risk, where things that used to bother the markets don't really bother the markets anymore because they've been through the financial crisis. And I really wonder about that. I ponder that thought. So there's, there's more that I want to talk about. And... Uh, I believe that I do have a guest on tomorrow night or tomorrow afternoon. But uh, we, and Tony Joe, always uh, don't forget he's on, on Fridays. But maybe next Monday we'll, we'll finish up some, some more of this. Hey, this is Bob Brooks. If you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time. Keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.